0: You're listening to Kaiyo Conversations, a podcast about anything and everything that matters to Kaiyo Megas. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Leslie Harrington, CEO for Kaiyo Mega, and we are joined today by Marcy Booth. She is a 2003 initiate of Z Delta chapter at the University of Toledo, but since her time in Toledo, Marcy has moved to sunny California, where she has served our Gamma Beta chapter at UCLA in a number of different roles. She has been a personnel advisor, Panhellenic advisor, and alumni relations advisor all over about a span of more than 10 years, and she even served as the LA alumni president. Most recently, Marcy was chosen by the Governing Council to be a member of Chi Omega's Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee. And the SH handpicked her to serve on her Volunteer Development Task Force. Marcy has also attended numerous Chi Omega firesides and conventions over the years. And she's a graduate of the Nancy Walton-Laurie Leadership Institute of Chi Omega. Professionally, Marcy serves as the Director of Events at a company called Think LA. So Marcy, we are so honored to have you with us. Thank you for sharing your time with Kai Omega yet again. And gosh, after reading your bio, just then it seems like you don't even know the word no
1: when it comes to Kai Omega. Is that right? That's that's right. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten so much from Kai Omega that it would just be a disservice if I don't say yes to a lot of things. So yeah, I love Kai Omega. <laughs>
0: Well, we're so glad to have you. I really want to start with your collegiate experience. So tell me, why did young little Marcy join Chi Omega back in 2002 in Toledo?
1: You know, it's so funny. I thought about this question and um, initially I went through recruitment. I was, you know, accelerated. I was late to the game um, and all of, I was just anxious the entire time. And um, I went into the Chi Omega house. I met someone named Lavender and literally I was like, okay, she's so cool. Like I could be friends with her. I don't know if I will be in the same sorority, but I can be friends with her. So the sorority that I had my heart on, you know, I got cut from on like day two or three. And I said, okay, I'm going to give everyone a try and like not go in with any other uh, preconceived notions. Um, And I got my Chi Omega bid and I was like, okay, I'm going to keep going through this process I signed up for it I already did you know committed um and I had big day at the house and it was one of those experiences I was like okay I'm supposed to be here I can be my kooky authentic self no one's judging me and it was just kind of love it like love after that I just couldn't get enough of my sisters I couldn't get enough of the house um And I just put a lot of energy into it because I just loved the way that they were treating me.
0: Well, I love that you felt so at home at Chi Omega. I felt the exact same way. And it just warms my heart whenever I hear stories of what drew people to Chi Omega, because it's always that warm, fuzzy feeling. And so Mm -hmm. um, that's what it's all about. Now, you became an advisor, gosh, almost immediately after college in
1: 2008. Uh, What made you interested in giving back in that way? You know, it was really more uh, of a selfish purpose. I had just moved to LA. I didn't really know anyone. And I had met a couple of the advisors at an alumni chapter um, event. And I said, okay, they seem like they're not the typical LA girls. Like I'm gonna just talk to them and see if I can advise. And I actually told them, I'm like, I'm happy to do anything you need me to do. I just wanna kind of get to know people. And I have met so many incredible women. I feel like my advisory board, like they're just like some of my best friends. So, um, I've just continued on because I've been able to make new connections with women. Um, and even the collegians, I'd never thought about this piece of it. Um, there's so many collegians that I've met throughout the years and, Some of them I stay in contact with and I just know that we have like a really fun connection. Um, So I'm happy to when they call me and they're like, hey, I need a reference. Hey, I need this. I'm like, yes, like how's everything else going? So I've made a friendship through that um, avenue, too. So I'm happy that I took that initial step to just find friends because it's opened up a whole different world for me.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that, uh, because I feel like you really model the way when it comes to intergenerational friendships in Chi Omega. I have kept my eye on you on a number of national meetings, just watching you interact. And I, I really like the way that you advise, because you have this very knowledgeable, approachable, yet uh, pretty super chill way of relating with college women. So I would love to hear from you one of your funniest or
1: best advising stories. You know, it's so funny you say that, I, the chill background. Uh, I went to a fireside and I ran into my personnel advisor and she goes, I can tell you're the fun advisor. And I said- <laughs> no yeah okay yeah (laughs) i'll claim it um you know i think it's been really challenging this whole year with covid um but i think the fun thing about it is i've said i don't know what i'm doing so let's work on it together and i think the the sisters have appreciated that in the chapter house Um, our exec board has come up with all these ideas and i say all right let's really think about this? Does it make sense? Is it going to make us look kind of crazy if people aren't masked or they're in kind of large groups? So we've really had to collaborate. And I think that's been really fun for me because I feel like for the first, you know, 10 years, it was like, okay, this is the book of rules. This is how we do things. This is fair play. So I was able to kind of go outside of the box a little bit and say, we have to kind of reinvent the wheel because we don't know what virtual chapter is we don't know what virtual initiation is so um it's been pretty fun and and a little interesting challenge trying to figure it all out this year
0: well you know it is very bonding i find to figure something out from scratch and that's what you guys were having to do i mean there was no book of the pandemic so no uh really there were yeah (laughs) really appreciate you kind of putting your heads together and figuring it out um in real time so All right, Marcy, tell me, how have you used your own experiences, your life experiences to guide our collegians? When does that come in handy for you?
1: You know, I think it comes in handy when we are doing those um, fair play um, meetings, because I'm able to share um, some past experience within reason, but I'm also kind of forcing them to think, you know, this is so temporary, you're four years right now in this house but you're going to expand and you have to kind of think about using that common sense and reasonable judgment moving forward so i've had to sometimes you know just bear it all and say i did this stupid thing and it really wasn't good for me you know when i moved to la or when i started my first job and and they appreciate me being really transparent with them um because that's the only way i feel like you can learn is as long as someone's telling you exactly how they um, went through it, you can kind of learn from their mistakes. So I I try to be pretty transparent in those meetings.
0: Well, I, I like that. I think that that makes you so relatable. And I think when women hear other women have tried and failed at some things, it is encouraging in a, a strange way uh, to know that you know you don't have to be perfect like sometimes social media would suggest. And Kindred of yeah. is a safe place to try new things and fail before you get out in the real world. So them hearing about your mistakes is in a, in a way comforting.
1: I agree with you. And I think the biggest thing that I learned kind of on the second round of personnel, because I've served as this position twice was that they, they, they're scared when they come into these meetings, they're always scared of me when I walk into the house. So I really wanted them to see that I was in your shoes. And guess what? I'm still not perfect. So I really try to get to know them on a personal basis too, um, even after that meeting, because I know they're going out there crying or maybe they might be like, I don't, I didn't know I broke a rule or something. So I go up to them usually, you know, the next time I see them and say, how's everything going? I remember you were, you know, taking that class or you had that test, how did it go? And I think that also helps them to give like a human um, face not a scary face to an advisor because I, I remember being in the chapter and saying I don't want to see the advisors ever because I just want to be like under the radar but we we get a bad rap advisor sometimes <laughs> that's
0: so true one of the most unique things about Chi Omega, I think is the system of accountability that you have uh, in college when there's no parental influence at all mm-hmm. so um, and that intergenerational, guiding that takes place uh sometimes can seem like big brother or mom and dad, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's it's supporting you and helping you stay on the right path. And college is a big place and there are many ways to go the wrong way. Uh, but I just really love how you guide our collegiate members um, to success and help them realize what's yeah. possible in their life. Well, Marcy, you and I have recently spent a ton of time together on Chi Omega's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, and the work is certainly not done whatsoever, but what has been your impression and your biggest takeaways from that work so far?
1: You know, when I was asked to join the committee, I was unsure of what really the work was going to be, but I knew one thing. I, we had a guest, Marlon Gibson, who's our DEI uh, consultant, and we and him go back long, long ago. So I said, at least I have a buddy in there. So I know I, my voice can be heard even through him. So as we kind of started working on things, it was really incredible because we did have that intergenerational um, understanding throughout the entire committee. And it's not a large committee, um, but I'm thankful that the governing council put us all together because I got to see from, you know, the college level to, you know, a, a 75-year-old member um, that we're all kind of on the same page. We're all thinking the same way. We have the same perspective. So I, I really commend the governing council for putting us together and really listening and taking heed of what we're saying and how we're feeling and the emotion behind it. Um, and I see very clearly a path for a of where we're going. Um, we are being as transparent as possible, I can tell. I think that we're open to hearing new ideas um, and changing things as we see fit. And I think that's one thing that sometimes when you are um, just a member, and you're maybe not that involved, you're kind of like, ah, you know, they're, they, they, they've had those rules for hundreds of years, they're not going to change. But we're changing, we're evolving, we want to make this chapter the, the fraternity better. Um, and I, I also loved I have to say um, that they did listen to the members. There were lots of conversation from members and collegians and you know, members who had been in, in Chi-Mega for years. And then we listened to all of their feedback and really took that to heart as we were presenting those recommendations to the, the governing council.
0: Well, I admired your uh, diligence in reviewing and reading all that feedback because it was a lot of material and it's still rolling in, Uh, but the work has started and it will be ongoing. The DEI committee is a special committee for Chi Omega and it is permanent. So it is here to stay. And I look forward to working with you more on the committee and see what you guys do next. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I also um, wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience attending Chi Omega's Nancy Walton-Laurie Leadership Institute. What was that like for you and how did it impact you?
1: You know, I loved it. Like it was really one of those things where I'm like, I'm going to Memphis and I'm going to learn some things. But I truly came out of the weekend with some of my dearest friends. We've been trying to get out together the pandemic has ruined our plans several times. Um, But these are genuine women who were just so much fun. And we all had the same common goal of like, how can we better ourselves? How can we make um, our time during this weekend kind of most impactful? Uh, So it was an amazing experience. I tell everyone and anyone apply, go to the virtual ones. They're incredible. And I didn't know in 2019 when I took um, the weekend and, and and got to experience it, that a pandemic was coming and the resilience training was so key, um, especially as an event planner, there are no events. Our industry is going through very weird renaissance right now, I keep calling it. And mm. we were able, I was able to kind of use those, those strengths that I knew, I am responsible. I know I'm a wooer, I know I can connect people. And I was able to do that throughout the pandemic, even though people were still um, maybe feeling like, oh, I don't know when this is going to end. Well, let me at least connect you with someone that can get you volunteer work right now. Let me connect you with someone that, you know, is looking for this temporary help. So I felt like I was honing in on all those skills (laughs) during the pandemic, and it was paying off because a lot of people were still trying to be active as planners, and they felt like this wasn't going to be the end of all events, and I don't believe that, but yeah, I was able to really use those skills in the last year. Well, 18 months, I should say.
0: Well, that is an industry, certainly event planning, hospitality that was hard hit by the pandemic. Everyone, Mm -hmm. every industry uh, suffered somewhat, but that industry really did. And so uh, adjusting and adapting to kind of our new normal Mm must've taken some hard work and you're pretty modest, but You've had a really impressive career in event planning, logistics, project management. So I yeah. want to know personally, and I think Kaya Omega does too, if you could get, give all of us one professional tip that
1: you've learned along the way, what would it be? You know what? Don't stress the small stuff. <laughs> it's There's always going to be a problem in an event. Um, and it's already so stressful as it is planning a wedding or a child's birthday party. Don't sweat the little things that are going to, that you think are going to ruin the day. Like, oh, the napkins came in the wrong color or, oh my gosh, the flowers weren't the ones at the end of the day, it's your experience. You want to have the experience. So I tell a lot of people live in the moment, enjoy the experience that you're having, because at the end of the day, when you look at those pictures, and like, oh yeah, I guess we'd had peonies instead of, you know, lilies. (laughs) People aren't going to care. It's about how you are experiencing it and that memory you're going to get from it.
0: I think it is actually enriching to the experience when something goes not according to plan yeah. and then everybody has a great laugh about it afterwards. And mm-hmm. probably the only people that noticed it are you, the planners, exactly. right? Exactly. For most things, yeah. Exactly. Well, with all your experience in Chi Omega and outside of Chi Omega, what is one last thing you might want to share with the Chi Omegas watching us today?
1: You know, I think... Um, one of the most important things I've learned just on my Chi Omega journey is what you put in is what you're going to get out. And truly Chi Omega has made me a better woman through and through. So that's why I continue to volunteer. That's why I continue um, to make friends in Chi Omega and going to the, you know, leadership conferences or to firesides or convention. So I, I really do invite all of our, our listeners and viewers to, Take that chance. I know you might not be, you know, ready to volunteer or ready to, you know, be an advisor, but staying connected and putting a little bit in is going to give you tenfold. So that's my advice for everyone.
0: Well, I think that's good advice. And I have loved having the opportunity to introduce one of my favorite Z Deltas to the rest of Chi Omega. And I just want to thank you again for saying yes again to Chi Omega. And I hope you never learn the word no when it comes to Chi Omega.
1: Thank you. I probably won't. So you're, you're good for at least 50 years. <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. And stay tuned for more Kyo conversations coming your way. Also, if you have any podcast ideas or notable Kyomegas you'd like to hear from in our next broadcast, let us know. You can email us at kyomega at kyomega.com. And as always, keep an eye on Kai Omega's social media channel so you can be sure to join us the next time we broadcast. Thank you.